Hello and welcome everyone and thank you for joining us again on Classic Vinyl Podcast. My name is Justin. I'm one of your hosts. I'm here with my other host, Tyler. Yep, always has been. Since you were born. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I don't know. I've, I've gone by a lot of different names since I was born. You've been searching low and high. I have. I've been a seeker my whole life. Yeah, haven't we all though? Yep. Of course, today we're back with another Classic Vinyl Podcast episode of a song review. And today we're going to do the Who's 1970 song, The Seeker. Let me give you a little bit of history on The Who. They're an English rock band formed in London in 1964, if you're not aware of it. They comprise of Pete Townsend, who's the main composer and the guitar player, Roger Deltry on vocals, John Entwistle on bass, and the crazy Keith Moon on drums. Give a little history of the band. Townsend met Entwistle while they attended high school in London. Entwistle joined the band The Detours with Roger Daltrey. Townsend soon joined after. Keith Moon soon joined after that. Townsend and Daltrey came up with the band name The Who, but they changed their name to The High Numbers for a while, but back to The Who after that. They made the right choice. Yeah, the band The Who has sold over 45 million albums worldwide. They actually arrived to the U.S. on the second wave of the British invasion. Uh Uh-huh, reinforcements. Yeah, reinforcements, and they're very well known for their chaotic live performances with Pete Townsend smashing his guitar through the amp on the stage, through the ceiling, whatever it was. You know, Flying around through the air. Yeah. yeah, Keith Moon kicking over his drum set. They really represented a new dangerous streak in rock and roll because other bands weren't destroying their instruments on stage. Yeah, I feel like uh, Keith Moon needs to have like uh, drum protective services called on him because he beats the crap out of his drums. Yeah, even uh, lit some bombs off in him. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Well, see, and I'm just talking about how, how he plays them. Well, yeah, that too. <laughs> so, of course, The Who, even though they've been around since 1964, they really didn't become superstars commercially until the release of the rock opera Tommy in 1969, especially in the United States is when that really all kicked off is with Tommy. Oh, we need to do Tommy. Tommy one of these times. That'd be a great one to do. Yeah, we certainly will. And that helped propel this Who as one of the biggest rock bands of the 1970s, if not one of the biggest bands of the 70s, along with like Led Zeppelin. I, mm-hmm. Definitely Led Zeppelin is a much bigger commercial band than than The Who, and, and heavier yeah. in a lot of ways, and not as heavy in some <laughs> ways, which is kind of strange. But So The Who did have a farewell tour in 1982, the first of many. In fact, I've been to a couple farewell concerts of theirs. Oh. So Keith Moon died in 1978, and John Entwistle died in 2002, which pretty much killed half the band. In my opinion, the best rock and roll drummer of all time, and by far the best bass player of all time. But I think there's not even a debate about the uh, drummer. Well, there's certainly a debate, but you won't get one from me. So after Keith Moon died in 1978, the who did have a different drummer for a little while but they did have a farewell tour in 1982 the first of many which i've been to a couple farewell concerts of the who they got together in 89 again and the late 90s up until ant whistle's death which was in 2002 and they're still touring to this day townsend and daltry are and of course they have ringo Starr's son on drums i believe pete townsend's brother plays with them yeah and whistle as a bassist he's uh he seems like a pretty chill easygoing guy he plays that bass amazingly. I mean, he, he's solid. Well, he plays the bass like a lead instrument, mm-hmm. not not a rhythm instrument, which is kind of yeah. cool. But all in all, the Who have twelve total studio albums, ten albums they released from nineteen sixty five to nineteen eighty two, one album in oh six, and one album in twenty nineteen. Sixteen live albums, which the big one of those live albums, live at Leeds, twenty seven compilation albums. 
four EPs and four soundtracks. Now, the first two studio albums were different in the U.S. and the U.K. My Generation was their first U.K. album. The Who Sings My Generation was the name of the U.S. album, not a big change. but And then their second album, a quick one in the U.K., but it was called Happy Jack in the U.S. So out of all their albums, 10 albums reached the top 10 in the U.K. All of them were in the top 20. Who's Next reached number one. Quadrophenia, Tommy, and Face Dances reached number two. So in the U.S., they actually had nine albums reach the top 10. Also had Quadrophenia and Who Are You reach number two. Who's Next, Face Dances, and Tommy all reach number four. They released 58 singles all in all. 14 of them reached the top 10 in the U.K. Only two of them reached number two, I'm a Boy and My Generation, but 28 of those singles were in the top 50. I can see for Miles, number nine in the U.S., which was actually their top charting single in the U.S., but they did have 19 others that were in the top 50. The Who are definitely innovators behind some of rock music's most daring experiments. I mean, let's be honest, rock opera to feedback to destroying the instruments on stage. I mean, let me say this. After 1978, every drum set in the world breathed a little easier. That's a good way to put it. So do you want to get to the song? Yeah, let's do it. And now it's time for the song review. Okay, so The Seeker was written by Pete Townsend and sang by Roger Daltrey. This was actually the first song Pete Townsend wrote after the Tommy album. So it's kind of coming off the success of that. That makes a lot of sense because the Tommy album's a lot about the purpose of life. In a way, that's what all songs are about in a way. Mm-hmm. But Self-discovery. Yeah, definitely yeah. Tommy was. The single was released on March 21st of 1970 as a non-album single. The B-side of the song was Here For More. And a kind of an interesting thing about Here For More is it was written by Roger Daltrey, which there were very few songs from The Who written by Roger Daltrey. So the single reached number 44 in the U.S., number 19 in the U.K., and number 21 in Canada. Uh, Nicky Hopkins, who we've talked about before on other recordings of albums, he actually plays a piano on this song, does an excellent job on it. As always. Now, Pete Townsend later did admit that he didn't really like this song that much. It wasn't one of his favorites, and Daltrey didn't care for it either. Kind of interesting. That is interesting, and I guess this is why I'm not a, a singer, because I, if I didn't feel it, I couldn't perform it. But Roger Daltrey, listening to him, he still does a good performance. Well, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. I think Roger Daltrey is probably the best rock and roll singer of all time. But you got to realize kind of what I said about the B-side of this that he wrote. He didn't write much, so Mm -hmm. it doesn't sound like he had much of a choice but to sing. So at first listen, this song sounds to be pretty straightforward about the search for answers and purpose in life. But, you know, the, the song does paint the picture of a man that is very disillusioned with the world and his place in it at the time. Pete Townsend has stated that he wrote this song about his own search for purpose in life, how he felt lost and misdirected despite the band's super success after Tommy and the fame that came with it. He was still lost. And we can all relate to that a tad bit. Sometimes when you get things in life, it's what you were looking forward to that that's what would complete you but once you get there you realize it doesn't quite complete you yeah i mean who isn't trying to fill some sort of a hole right yeah pete towns in this song name drops a lot of famous people or i shouldn't say a lot but a few bob yeah. dylan the beatles timothy leary <laughs> he talks in the song of how he's reached out to him for help but they were unable to help him out. And I wonder if he really did or if that's just kind of made up. That'd be kind of interesting. I would be very curious about that because, I mean, uh, these are the great philosophers of the 70s. 
it's a good way to look at it. But in the end, especially at the end of the song, he realizes his search basically was in vain and he should look inside himself instead of trying to blame the world for things that he can't find and things that won't fulfill himself. He needs to really look within himself. What are your thoughts about this song? Okay, so this song has a very hard guitar open and this song was written by... Is he Lord Pete Townsend? I, I think he should be Lord Pete Townsend. Let's just call him Lord Pete Townsend. Okay. And Baron uh, Daltrey. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm okay with that. Keith Moon, uh, Duke, we'll call him. And then John Entwistle, uh, Sir John Entwistle. I mean, the guy looks like a medieval knight with the, his hair. Yeah, we're obviously looking at a poster on my wall here in our <laughs> studio. Yeah. It's from a 1973 concert, and you've got Roger Daltrey holding his hands in the air, Keith mm-hmm. Moon going crazy on the drums. Um, Pete Townsend's about five, five feet in the air yeah. playing <laughs> playing his Gibson Les Paul. And then <laughs> John Entwistle's just kind of standing there. He's just being mellow. I mean, yeah, obviously Keith Moon is abusing his drums like he does, but yeah, John Entwistle's just playing the bass, man. He's doing what he does, and he's yes, great. He I think we've meant if you've listened to this podcast before you know we love the who these guys all play their instruments and that includes roger daltrey he plays his voice so well and you don't have just a drummer or a bassist holding it down you got the guys playing these these instruments very well so that hard guitar solo open uh starts to blend in with the percussion coming in and then you uh you get the bass and all of it comes together very nicely uh so this was this is obviously a Pete Townsend song. Everything about this, especially if you know about Pete Townsend, you know that he's a very, he, he is a seeker. He's looking for, he, he spent a lot of his life looking for the purpose of life. And we don't really, he says in this song, you know, that I probably won't get an answer until the day I die. Well, there's no guarantee of that either, right? Uh, hopefully he uh, he figures it out. Uh, hopefully uh, John Entwistle and Keith Moon I uh, got the answer after they passed, but that's the, the great mystery of life is the philosophy. We look forward to it, finding out what happens on the other side of death. I really like this song. Like I said, everybody plays their, their part so well in this. That being said, everybody also plays well within their wheelhouse. Nobody's really straining. Uh, Roger Daltrey, you don't hear him going crazy. You know, even Keith Moon beating the crap out of his drums it's well with he's in under control it's not he's not uh, pushing himself by any means it's just this is your typical who this is what you could expect i really enjoyed the song what did you think it's always been one of my favorite songs and i think that starts with the heavy guitar intro and the riff that that same riff that carries out throughout the song you know Mm -hmm. i learned to play it on guitar a number of years ago and i still mess with it every once in a while i really like the lyrics they're pretty straightforward about what he's searching you know he's been searching low and high i really like how the lyrics describe things you know people tend to hate me because i never smile as i ransack their house they want to shake my hand pete townsend comes up with some of the best lyrics in it I think they're amazing on this. It's got a really good guitar solo. But the one thing I kind of going on what you said is the bass and drums sound very good in this song. And so does Daltrey's voice. But to me, it's not. It's a good Daltrey vocal. It really is. I've always loved this song. But he doesn't kind of overdrive it like he does in a lot of songs. Mm -hmm. And I kind of feel that same way about the bass and drums. There's a couple little runs Keith Moon does, but they're not 
crazy like you normally get from him. And that's where I kind of disagree. Mm-hmm. Is it it is a good Who song, but I disagree with the fact that it's a kind of typical Who song because you don't hear all the runs in it that you normally do. And the bass, yeah. I said earlier that Ant Whistle is really a lead bass player. And anybody mm-hmm. that knows the Who and knows anything about him knows that, that he's mm-hmm. kind of the driving force behind it. And this bass line's a good, really good bass line. I think mm-hmm. the guitar overpowers this one more than anything, but it's a good song. I've always loved the song and it's, it's kind of too bad that it was just a non-album single because i think mm-hmm. it would have fit well on who's next or something like that it is a great song but it does feel like al- album filler compared to a single yeah and yeah. see i i kind of disagree with you there i i think it's an excellent single i mm-hmm. just sometimes wish singles would have been put on albums but you know mm-hmm. nowadays with streaming and everything we can make whatever the hell album we want right but the lyrics, I am a lyric guy. I love the term that he uses here in um, fable when he refers to, you know, find, he's trying to find the fables or something like that. Yeah. Uh, fables are like uh, stories with symbolism or hidden secret uh, message from wisdom and truth sort of thing that you're going to have hidden in there. I like that, you know, this is the guy who he's reading Iron John and, you know, the road less traveled. And he's, he's really trying to find the answers to what's the secret of life. He's not finding it. But boy, the language he uses is just pure gold. It's wonderful. Well, do you want to get to the song rating? Yeah, let's rate it. Song rating. Okay, Tyler, what do you think of the seeker? What do you rate it on a chart of one to 10? This one being excellent who music, I'm giving it a nine. For as safe of a song as this is, I feel like I'm giving it kind of high, but it really ticks all the boxes for me. And, you know, without these guys playing into the danger zone, it's still a very solid song. And uh, anybody who's trying to figure out admit the meaning of life or the purpose of life they're going to resonate with this song and uh, who's not trying to figure out life right we're all trying to to find the purpose and fill that hole like i said so yeah nine it is for me where is it hit for you we're right on base together today because i'm a nine with this song as well this song's always been a really good song for me and sometimes i don't hear it as much as i do the others just because it doesn't fall on an album track you know it does fall in some of my <laughs> spotify playlists and things like that but it's an amazing song i think it's all driven about the riff the lyrics are great it's a good who song all the way around it's just a little bit different some of the others but i think mm-hmm. it fits perfect yeah it's a nine for me well done mr pete townsend you wrote a masterpiece so that's justin and tyler for classic vinyl podcast this week and our song review of the who's seeker and we really appreciate you giving us a chance and listening to us so until next time we'll see you later see ya thank you so much for listening to classic vinyl podcast and don't forget to subscribe on spotify or apple podcast or wherever you listen to your podcasts follow us on instagram at classic vinyl podcast for updates and also share us with your music loving friends